Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. So we've been dealing with now. Somebody say it is finished. Sounds good. Uh, it is finished. We understand that the, the whole Hebrew writ, uh, your Bible's written in Hebrews and after Alexander the Great, the Greek culture infiltrated that culture and, and your New Testament's in the Greek, uh, but it still uh, is pulling from the Hebrew language. And the Hebrew writes from the perspective that it is done. Amen. Why? Because our God said that the works were finished from the foundation of the world, right? Jesus hung on the cross and said, it is finished. Your Bible says Jesus is sent down on the right hand of the Father. He ain't got to get up to do nothing. Amen. I'm glad we just got football players and cheerleaders and not English teachers. He ain't got to get up to do nothing. That's a double negative with an and. That's as bad as it gets. Amen. It is done. Look at your neighbor. High five them and tell them it's finished. It's finished. Amen. Our football team, if y'all expect us to shout for y'all, y'all better shout today. <laughs> Don't want me sitting on you during your game. Well, today, I want to deal with the, the concept, concept, well, how does the now concept correlate with the progressive work of the Holy Spirit in my life? Hopefully, we culminate this sermon this morning uh, and bring this phase to an end. We'll just see how that works. Amen. So let's just pray together. Uh, the scriptures I'm about to, I just want to prepare you. I, I don't want anything to be mystical or secretive to you that you got to figure out as I go. I'm about to read to you from two points of view, Old Testament and New Testament, both that has to deal with the finished, the finished progressive work of God in your salvation and in creation. Okay, will you go with me this morning? Amen. Let's pray. And I listen to you. I don't need you to pray for me. I've prayed. <laughs> Amen. I don't need you to pray for God's word to be anointed because it was anointed when he wrote it. Amen. I need you to pray for God to open up your spirit for a revelational download. Amen. All right? Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you now for the presence of the Almighty that's already in this place. And we thank you for the awesome privilege to be able to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now we pray for an anointing to declare it. An anointing to receive revelation that we leave here changed and transformed by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You got your Bibles. Open with me now to the book of John chapter number 1 verse number 11. John chapter 1, verse number 11. If you don't have your Bibles, uh, our sound technician will carry you right on through. And you can stay up with us. The Bible says that He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power. Somebody shout power. Power. He gave them 
power to become the sons of God. I need you to understand something right here. That word power, amen, is, is exousia, which is a little different from power translating in the rest of your Bible where it is dunamis, amen, which means force and it means strength. I think it's, it, it, it would be good for you to understand that the word power in this scripture actually means privilege. He came into his own and his own received him not, but to as many as received them, to them gave he the privilege to become the sons of God. What's connected with privilege is competency. Competency, which is the ability to do something efficiently or successfully. Did you catch that? To as many as received him, to him gave he the competency, the ability to do something uh, efficiently or successfully. Amen. In other words, he's given you the capacity to be the children of God. You can't do that unless God gives you a special gift. Amen. You, you, can't, you can't become a son or a child of God without uh, a, a divine endowment from God. So that word power means uh, capacity. It, it, and the word capacity comes from the word, the Latin word, potentia. It's where we get our word potential. Okay? This is very important for where we're going. The, the definition of potential is a present but unseen excellence or virtue or capacity that has not been developed yet. I give you the capacity. I give you the potential to become sons of God. In other words, I have put in you something. It's already there. There is a excellence and a virtue that's already in you, but it just has not been developed yet. Look at your neighbor and tell them, there's more in me than meets the eye. When a baby is born, he is born, and the next scripture, we're still on my text, amen, verse number 12, which was born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So when a baby is born, he's born with arms, and he's born with legs he cannot use. He don't know how to use. But those arms and legs are screaming, I created you with potential to walk and to do. All you got to do is develop what I've already given you. Oh, I'm as righteous as I'll ever be in one sense. But I am developing righteousness in the other sense. And if you don't understand this, you'll get discouraged and think you're a failure when you miss the mark. Instead of realize, I'm just developing. Oh, somebody ought to help me, amen. I'm just developing what God put in me. So already have, in other words, I am becoming what I have already become. Oh, can y'all can y'all receive that? Come on. Can y'all receive that? Amen. So some of you have stopped thinking you have reached the fullness of God 
And you have not developed more potential that is in you that you just can't see it right now. That's a, that's a coach's job, isn't it? To find potential and begin to develop. Amen? Because either you got it or you don't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right about that. Kobe told me he was thinking about joining the praise team. I said, please, son, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane because you don't got it. Somebody back me up on that before he joins up. Oh, my God, we got so far to go. I ain't got through my text yet. So he said, as many as received him, to them gave he the power, the potential, the capacity to be and see and know and replicate the Son of the living God. It's in me. It's just got to be developed. Okay? Go to Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, period. I'm going to say that again. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The Bible says that all the work was of God was done before the foundations of the world. Your Bible says Jesus was even crucified before the foundation of the world. Why? Because when it's done in the mind of God, it's already done even though it's never been done. Wow. Can y'all receive this terminology? Amen. Why? Because God operates in the spirit realm where there is no time. In the spirit realm is eternal, meaning there is no past, present, and future. In the eternal realm, in the spirit realm, everything is now. Amen. Y'all been sitting on my teaching for three weeks. It's right now. The Bible says now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. So in eternity, it's all right now. So the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Amen. That before it ever started, it was finished. It was totally finished. Why? Because when God thinks the thought and speaks a word, it cannot be changed. It's as good as done. And then in Genesis chapter number 2, it begins to describe the earth that was created. Now let me throw something out there. I'm going I'm to stretch your theology this morning. Some of you are not going to accept it. Some of you are. Some of you have got to chew on it for a while. The actual translation deep in the Hebrew language says, In the beginning God created. Well the word created there literally means substance. It means substance. So the, the literal Hebrew writ says, in the beginning, God created the substance for heaven and the substance for the earth. And then in chapter number, verse number 2, he starts taking a created substance and bring order to what's already been created. Progressing. Because verse number 2 says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness He called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let the firmament in the midst of the waters, let it be divided, let it divide the waters from the earth. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. 
And God called the firmament heaven in the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place and let the dry land. Somebody shout it out. In other words, there was something already created that was not visible yet. Are you following me? There was something already created that was not visible yet. But in the progression, in the progression of the working of God, all of a sudden, amen, something began to appear that did not appear to the natural eye before. Y'all are going to have to stay with me now. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together. Of the waters called the seas, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielded seed, the fruit yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself, upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning... Or the third day. Now, we spent the last few weeks dealing with the concept of faith from a Hebrew's perspective. It's obvious that the Hebrew language, just like any other language, is simply the expression of Hebrew thought. That's all language is. It's a thought expressed. Amen? Well, in a Hebrew's mind, when God spoke... They considered it so steadfast. I'm talking about the language of faith this morning. When God spoke, the Hebrews considered it so trustworthy, so unchangeable, that they actually wrote it like it was already done. So, in the Hebrew language, they weren't partial to past and future tense. In the Hebrew language, their tense was complete and incomplete. That's why your Bible says, if you'll get this concept, it's going to change how you read your Bible. It's going to change how you pray. Amen. In a Hebrew's mind, it wasn't about past, present, or future. It was about, it was either complete or incomplete. That's the reason the book of Hebrews 6 says, let us go on to perfection. Let us move on to maturity. Let us advance towards that which God has already given us. We just need to mature it. We just need to develop it. Let, 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 let us keep moving. Let us keep growing. Amen. So the Hebrew thought is that the power, the potential has already been established. It's just a matter of you developing what God has already given you. This makes scriptures uh, make sense now when you look at it from a Hebrews perspective. Uh, John chapter number one says, "Of His fullness have we all received, and grace for grace." That's not futuristic. That's not historic. It's right now. It says, I have received the fullness of Christ. Everything He is, everything He has, everything He has promised has been given unto me. Amen. All I got to do is develop what I already have. And this changes your prayer from God, would you do something in my life to Holy Spirit, help me develop what God has already done. It changes, your, it changes your whole faith system from asking God to do something because you realize He's already done it 
Just give me the faith to develop, to, to bring it to its full potential and maturity in my life. Amen. Are you with me this morning? Amen. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians, speaking the truth in love that you may grow up into all things. That you may grow up into all things. Over and over and over the Bible is telling you that you as newborn babes are to desire the sincere milk. That you may grow thereby. That you may develop the true character that God has already put inside of you. Amen. Sometimes I'm not reflecting the character that God put in me because I haven't take time, taken time to develop that character. Wow. So in a Hebrew's mind, when God spoke, they so considered it as already finished that they wrote it like it was already done. Even from even the prophecies that were prophesied by the futuristic state. We've talked to you week after week. Amen. They considered the Father's spoken word so sure and unchangeable that in their minds it was already done. So when Isaiah penned the prophecy of the coming Messiah, he said, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Amen. You know what he was establishing? He was established that it is so solidified. In spite, amen, it was 700 years later, but it was so solidified that he spoke as if it's already done. That's good. Then the same writer began to prophesy about the suffering of Christ. You know what he said? He said, he is despised and rejected of men. Not he will be. Not he shall be. It is so sure what God is speaking into my spirit. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. He is despised. He is rejected. Your Bible says in the, uh, Isaiah 43. Surely he has borne our griefs and our sorrows. Surely the chastisement of our peace is upon him. Are you going with me this morning? They spoke like it had already been done. They said, we like sheep have gone astray. Amen. We, we have gone astray. Uh, the, psalm, the psalmist in your Bible wrote the same way. He prophesied of Jesus and said, they, they, they pierced my hands and my feet. He wrote as if it was already done. And he was speaking for something that wouldn't be happening for several hundred years. But this is the language of faith. Because faith believes it's accomplished and then it stands in agreement with what God said about Amen. the situation. Amen. Amen. Why? Because we look not at the things which are seen. We look at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen, they are eternal. Amen. I don't know what you're going through this morning, but if you focus on the temporal, it'll rob you of your faith. But if you will focus on what God said about your temporary situation and begin to stand in agreement with what God said and start saying what God said Amen. as if it already is. Amen. That's good. My God, can y'all receive that this morning? Amen. Matter of fact, in Hebrews chapter number 6, it says, When the Father made promise to Abraham, He raised His right hand and He swore by Himself as an oath of confirmation. Why? So that we would have strong consolation in the fact that the Father's Word is immutable. It's unchangeable. It cannot be changed. Because the next scripture says, For we all know that it is impossible for God to lie. Yeah. 
And it is impossible for him to break his word. So if God said you are healed and the doctor said, I'm just trying to teach you the language of faith. Amen. If the circumstances say you're not victorious, that you're not an overcomer, that you are weak, but God said you are strong, it's impossible for God to lie. Amen? I mean, it just cannot happen. It cannot. What if we started believing that that impossible situation, amen, Oh, somebody better catch this right now. Instead of deeming my situation impossible, what if I deemed God's... Come on. What if I deemed it impossible for God to lie? Then in that case, my situation will become a lie and the bad report is a lie. Amen. Amen. This is the way they wrote the book you're carrying in your hand. This is the way they wrote every prophecy as if it was already done. No wonder the little woman with a dead child. Amen. When people asked her, is everything okay? She was declaring, all is well. All is well. Are you kidding me? I got a dead son laying in a room in there and she's declaring all is well. Why? Because she had a promise and she so trusted the God behind the promise that she said it's impossible for God to lie. So she deemed that dead situation a lie within itself. And I will not let a lie depress me or oppress me. Is anybody in this building? I will not surrender to a lie when the truth says it is finished. Amen. I got, this has got to change the way you pray. If we're asking God to do something, we're not praying according to the will of God. But because true theology says He's already done it. I just got to get in a position to develop what He's already done. Are y'all ready for this this morning? That same scripture in Hebrews says that God raised His hand, right hand and swore. And He said He only did that because back in that day, men, if they were arguing and wondering if I was going to fulfill my word, they'd say, I swear. I swear, I swear by the name of the King, I'm going to do what I said. So that ended all strife. So God said, they would, they would always swear by somebody greater than themselves. That if I'm not able to fulfill it, I swear by His name. He's greater than me. He's my co-signer. He's my endorser. He'll do what I said I'm going to do. So God said, when I got ready to make you believe that I would give you strong confirmation, I looked around to try to find somebody greater than me, but I couldn't find nobody greater than me. So I just said, I swear by... I don't know if y'all get this this morning. He said, I swear by myself. Amen. That in blessing, I'm going to bless you. In prosperity, I'm going to prosper you. Amen. And then the next scripture says, we find strong consolation because I know it is impossible for God to lie. Amen. Amen. Am I helping anybody in this place? That will start changing how you're looking at that situation. He can't break His Word. It's impossible. It don't say that He don't lie or won't break His Word. He said it's impossible for Him to lie. Now, I'm not a liar. I never did lie. When I was a sinner, I didn't lie. Now, I just told the truth. And then my brother did something, my mama know who to come to. He lied like a dog. Me, I tell the truth. No one was finna get beat. Amen. But I just don't lie. Amen. But if I got pushed in the right corner, I don't know I might lie. Amen. But when it speaks of your Father in heaven, it says he it is impossible for him to lie. Because there ain't no lie in him. 
So that's how they wrote that book you're carrying. That we're begging God to do this and begging God to do that and walking in depression and oppression because we're not seeing and we're wondering why God's not doing. And God said, I've done placed it in you. You just by faith got to develop what I've done done. God, can we take this a little further? He said, matter of fact, this is the anchor of our soul. So when there's storms raging in my life, the anchor that anchors my feelings and my emotions is the fact that it's anchored to the fact that God cannot lie. It's got to happen. Not is it going to, not will it, amen. There is no other alternative in the story right now. Somebody shout now. Now. now it is finished. Why? The Bible says every good and perfect gift has come from the Father of the above in, who, in whom there is no variableness of turning, of changing, of a shadow of changing. Said in Him He does not vary. If God said it, it's law. It's law. It cannot be changed. Matter of fact, uh, God, uh, Paul introduces us to God in Romans chapter number 4 is the God who quickens the dead and speaks things that are not as though they already were. He told Joshua, he said, go ahead and shout because I've given you the city. Amen. Walls are still standing and God's telling Joshua, go ahead and shout for I have given you the city. It's already yours. It's already yours. You just need to advance. He said in Isaiah 54, Sing, O barren, who has brought for no children. Enlarge the place of your tent. He said, I, I, he said, don't look at the fact that you're barren. He said, I want you to sing like you've already got children. I want you so believe I'm going to bless you that you're going to go ahead and start standing on the promises and praising God. I'm just going to praise God. Boy, that changes everything in our prayer life from begging God to do something in my life. Amen. To the, the, the little barren lady getting the nursery ready, getting everything ready, singing and praising God. Uh, amen. Oh, y'all, that's why he told Abraham, Abraham, you're no longer going to be called Abram. I'm going to call you Abraham because I have made you the father of a multitude. He had one child and God said, I have made you the father of a multitude. Why? Because when God speaks, it's good as done. Somebody shout, right now. Right now. Right now. So Joshua, everywhere you put the sole of your feet, I've already given it to you. Jehoshaphat so believed this that he went to battle, left his weapons behind, and took worship instruments to the battlefield. Amen? Why? Insinuating that the battle is already won. Amen. Maybe you're getting wore out because you're trying to fight a battle that God has already won. And, and when faith receives that, it enters into a spirit of worship and praise for what's already done. Yeah. That's good. Come on. Mm, Lord, help us to get a hold of it. But today, we're going to go a little deeper. Because this concept begs the question. How does the finished work of God correlate with the progressive work of God in my life? I mean, am I saved? Or am I being saved? Or am I going to be saved? The answer is yes. Because the Bible says, by grace you are saved. 1 Corinthians says that we are being saved. And then the, uh, Jesus said, they that endure to the end shall be saved. Amen? So it is a finished work that plays out in the progression in my life. Am I sanctified? 
Or am I being sanctified? Or am I going to be sanctified? The answer is yes. Why? Because I am persuaded to believe that the work which He has begun in me, He is able also to finish. Amen. I mean, the question is, am I healed? Yes. Am I being healed? Yes. Am I going to be healed? Yes. yes. And if you don't understand this process, when you don't see results from your prayer, you'll get discouraged and negate the process. Mm, help me, Holy Spirit. In other words, the ten lepers came to Jesus and they wanted to be healed of leprosy. And they said, uh, uh, they come to, to Christ wanting to be healed. Jesus didn't pray for them. He didn't declare anything over them. He didn't lay hands on them. Jesus simply said, go show yourselves to the priest. Now, Leviticus, the, he was quoting the law. They knew the law. The law said when you are healed of leprosy, you got to go to the priest and they got to declare and verify and validify your healing. So when Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest, he was declaring it's finished. Yeah. It's already done. Now the lepers could have stood there and said, I don't feel anything. I feel the same. The symptoms are the same. I still don't have no toes. I still don't have no fingers. Some of them are probably missing ears and noses. Amen. I, everything looks the same. But instead of standing there and waiting to see what might be done, they fight by faith believe it was already done. And your Bible says, as they went, they were healed. In other words, they started walking out by faith what Christ said was already done. Amen. Oh, you got to catch this right here, right now. Amen. It was 42 miles from, from uh, uh, Samaria, where they was, to Jerusalem. So they had a 42-mile walk of faith. 42 miles, they started walking out and toward what Jesus already had said done in their life. And your Bible says, as they went, they were healed. So every step brought a process of healing in their life. Wow. Every step brought a stage of healing in their life. What if they would have never started? What if they had not believed that it's already done? Are you following me? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But they so believed it was done that as they walked, it started being and done and when they got there it was done oh my god this is the language of faith and see faith is progressive it builds off one another in other words they had to have a faith to get them moving and as they begin to walk a toe came back don't you imagine the next step was easier oh is anybody catching this right here don't you imagine they took off by nothing but the Word. 
They didn't have nothing but a word. They didn't have nothing but what Christ said. And Christ insinuated that it is already done. Go show the priest. So they had to go past their feelings and their emotions and their current circumstance. And they had to start walking a walk of faith. Amen. I don't know if it was one step, two step. I don't know if it was one mile or two mile. But one looked over the other and said, man, you got your ear back. Amen. Can you imagine that next step was a greater level of faith? And the next step was, was with more faith? And the next step was with more faith? Amen. And, and listen to me. Amen. The Bible says that one of them, when he saw that he was healed, Listen to me. True faith will step out by faith before it sees any results. And it will produce results in your life. And the Bible says when he saw he was healed, he went back and started giving praise and glory to Jesus Christ. It's a process. Matter of fact, that is the process of salvation in your life. He said, be saved. Let there be light. Amen. And you started walking this walk of faith. And every, every level you get to in your walk of faith, it builds faith for the next level. Amen. This was proven in creation. Let me wrap this up with creation. Bob says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, meaning it was done. But then God, He began to put in order what He had already created. Are you following me? Amen. He began to put into order what people ask. Well, how in the world could God create something and it be in such chaos? Well, it's equivalent to your salvation. How can He save you and you be in so much chaos? But when He saved you, just like when He created the earth, He put all this potential in you. And then you gradually, one step of faith at the time, you start developing the potential that is in you. And three days later, land is appearing that we didn't even realize existed. That's wow. That's oh, is anybody getting this? Amen. So are you, as you are progressively growing with God, amen, uh, you, you, you'll find that things start appearing in your life that you didn't even realize you had the potential to do. Oh, is anybody listening to me? But the only way you're going to grow is, the Bible says, after the first day, God stopped and said, this is good. The water hadn't appeared, I mean, the land hadn't appeared yet. He hadn't divided the water from the earth from the water from the heaven yet. All He had said was, let there be light. And He stopped and began to praise. He stopped and began to worship he didn't stop and say, oh my God, it's not everything I want it to be. It's just not everything I expected it to be. Amen. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody right here. It's, it's just not everything. He stopped and praised Him right now. So you need to... My God, I got a word for somebody. You better catch this right here. Amen. You got to learn to worship in every phase. I know I'm not fully developed yet, but I'm going to worship Him right now. Here's a word for somebody. I may not be everything I'm going to be, but I am not what I used to be. At least there's some light shining in my life now. Amen. And when you learn how to worship on day number one, it gives you the faith to worship in day number two when he starts the process all over again. Yes. 
I got it, you hearing me? That's good. So I am now by the Spirit being brought to a place of maturity. But I can't grow to grade number two until I fully complete and develop grade number one. But you can't, you can't develop level number one because you're too busy fretting and condemning yourself because you ain't at day three yet. Oh my God. Are y'all Oh, but I just see what I'm supposed to be. I, absolutely. When I was a baby, I was born with arms and legs and they were a hindrance to you. When my kids got born, I don't remember that far back, do y'all? But when my kids got born, we had to put uh, muffins on their hands. Or not muffins, what do you call it? Mittens. <laughs> hey, I didn't get this. Uh, I had a muffin in my hand while I was putting mittens. Can I get a witness right there? Uh, we had to put mittens on their hands because what God had created to help them, they were hurting themselves with it. They were scratching themselves with it. Why? Because I hadn't developed it yet. Amen. Are you listening to me? And even with my little children, I tried to put them up on their legs to walk and they would fall down. Amen. But we didn't say, oh my God, I must not be created to walk. Oh God, help me, Holy Spirit. Amen. And we said, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep developing these things. And I may have to, oh my God, I may have to hold on to something, but I'm going to hold on to something. And sometimes I may have to. You're a baby, you're not walking good. Amen. But look, I'm his father. And I'm just helping him every step of the way. And if he'll just keep on developing before long, he can just run around his belly. Amen. Are you following me? God gave us an example. He said, it's all there, but I developed it. I'm dividing things and putting things in place. After He created, He never created again as it relates to the earth. He just started developing it. Come on, that's good. And guess what happened? When the land appeared, it started doing what it was supposed to do. It started producing fruit. Amen. Amen. That's good. It just started producing fruit. That's good. My God, are, are y'all getting this? Come on. Amen. I was born with the potential to do what I'm doing right now. Just walking. I can walk any way I want to. I can twist. Amen. I can just swing my arms. They just do what I tell them to do. Amen. Why? Because I took time developing them. And every time I went from one level to the X, my, my parents were standing there applauding me. Good job. Good job. You potty by yourself. Oh, good job. Amen. See, when I was born, I was giving bows, but I didn't know how to control them. Oh, somebody ought to help me. This is getting too real. I, I just... I just... just Matter of fact, it was so given that that baby is not going to know how to control what's been given him that y'all are carrying diaper bags around. Wow. I'm ready for it. Ain't you glad that when God saved you, he strapped a diaper bag Messing up your diaper. Why? Because it's day one. It ain't 
Amen. Uh, I, I just love it. I hope I don't get too crude here. I just love it that, that Caleb, uh, uh, they bought him a little urinal to help potty trade because it's got a little spinner in it. And when you peel on that spinner, it just spins it. And he's just amazed with it. Amen? So it's helping him develop something that he didn't... That before, he just... Anywhere. Can I help somebody? Oh, my God. That was good. I'm glad my wife ain't here. She's watching. Amen. Can I tell you, some of you are too old to be... Oh my God, he's preaching now. Huh? I ain't warming your bottle and parting your mustache to get that thing in there. You, I ain't parting that big ugly beard. Are you listening to me? My God, Paul said, you ought to be more developed by now. You ought to be more developed by now. Because I put the potential in you to walk like me, act like me, talk like me, and do like me. Come on. I give you the power, potential, capacity. Here you are, Waller. I'm getting ugly. I got to get out of that. Somebody say, it's now. It's now. But it's a process. It's a process. But all these things were in me. Amen. Them legs and stuff. Our newest one, Asher, he just keeps his legs drawn up all the time. Why? Because he's done that for nine months. So we're beginning to teach him, you ain't got to do that no more. Amen? He has to start learning. I don't have to be drawn up anymore. Then i got to start stretching these things out. Amen? God's put gifts and talents inside of you, amen, that you need to quit refraining from and start realizing it's in you and start developing the potential. How? i got to quit. But how do I develop potential I already have? Well, coach, how? Well, you're a football coach. How do you learn how to bounce a basketball? By bouncing a basketball. How do you develop the ability to catch a football? By catching a football. Well, how do I develop righteousness in my life? <laughs> that guy looked up that receiver and said, you need practice. <laughs> how do I develop righteousness? I don't wait around for God to deposit righteousness in me. When I was born again, He filled me with a full, oh, with a fullness of righteousness. And the only way I can develop it is to start practicing some self-restraint. It's okay, you put your diaper up to this point now, son. It's time to start using some of them restraint muscles God gave you. It's time for you to start taking control of your bowels. This is too real, isn't it? This is, this is Caldwell preaching in the finest. What God said about us, okay, now it's time. You're waiting for me to do something for you that I placed in you and I expect you to develop it and I'm going to be there to aid you. Why? Because the other picture is in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was out form and void uh, and darkness covered the face of the deep and the Spirit was hovering. So there's the work of grace. He's just hovering, waiting to assist and bringing order to the creation of God. 
That's why Corinthians says, I beseech you, don't take the grace of God in vain. Don't take it in vain. You've been given a grace to develop the character of God. Hear, hear, hear this. I'm connecting today to the best of my ability, and this is new to me, to be honest with you, that it is finished to the progressive work of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm learning that you have the potential to look like Jesus, act like Jesus, respond like Jesus, and perform like Jesus. That's, good. that's the potential that's been put in. But if you don't even realize that, you won't even try to develop it. You won't even try to develop. And let me try to close this message out with this. You cannot develop what you do not have. You cannot develop what you do not have. You cannot disciple an unbeliever. You cannot develop a Christian if he has not been born again. I can't create arms and legs. I just develop them. Wow. You can't create the life of God in you. You can only develop it. That's why people struggle so hard to come into our churches that have never had a born again experience. And they go through years of behavior modification. And it's always a struggle. It's always a struggle. It's not a struggle when He gives you the capacity. Born of God. Are you following me? Born of God. Not of the will of the man. Not of the will of flesh. But He said, when, when you were born, I put the potential in you to do everything I have called you to do. Now all you got to do is develop. And it is developed one stage at a time. Let me release somebody right here. Let me bring conviction and bring relief all in the same state. For some of you, you're too old to be. You're, 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 you're too far. You ought to be further than you are right now. But you've refused to develop. And you're waiting on God to do something for you that He done in you. You just have to start developing what's in you. But for some of you others, this letting that you're not everything you want to be condemn you, you got to learn to stop and say it's good. It's good on phase number one. And when you come to that point, you're ready to go to the next level. I want to shoot this statement out to you. I believe this is where a lot of us miss our healing. It's because we don't learn by faith to so believe it's done that when we're still missing toes and fingers and ears, that we have not learned at that place to say, this is good. God has done it. It is so solidified that I can praise Him right now. I can praise Him before the walls of Jericho come down. And when you get to that state of completion, it will catapult you to the next level of completion. Majority of Christians are waiting to see something with their natural eyes before they really start believing God. Before they really start trusting God. Therefore, we never mature level number one that can get us to level number two that moves us to level number three. Stay.
Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.